Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to The Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. Just a few days till World Cup. Holy crap. 17, 2017 is already almost pretty much gone. That's crazy. I mean, I remember when the season was just around the corner and getting ready to start. And, uh, and, and you know, everything was up in the air. It was it was crazy. But, uh, but now the season is almost done and um you know with uh with the team and aftershock I, th- I think we we've played you know we, we I don't I don't want to say we underperformed but I, I think we were right there I mean there's three tournaments where we lost by one point in overtimes uh and could have played on Sunday and and uh but you know those 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 one points that's all it takes but um but here we are World Cup uh, time for us to perform and, and step up and, and make something happen. But um, before we get into this podcast with Mike Waring, a uh, quick thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Dr. Paintball, where you can finance all of your paintball gear that you could think of. Uh, if you head over to paintball, uh, drpaintball.com, uh, they have all kinds of paintball gear. They have blogs. They have videos. They have... Um, you know, those self-help things to, to help grow paintball. And, uh, and and that's their mission over there is, is to be able to help the average paintball player, um, you know, become better, whether it, you know, have him be able to afford the, uh, the paintball, his or her paintball marker of their dreams, but also gear too. They have a used gear section and, um, and, and they're doing everything they can to help the uh, paintball community. So go ahead and check them out at paint, Dr. Paintball. Com. We are also brought to you by Charm City Paintball, and he is going to be, he, like I said in the last podcast, I said he was going to have a booth, he's not going to have a booth, but he will be there, and um, he'll have some uh, some cool headbands that, uh, not only headbands, but he'll also have some head wraps, he'll have some of the uh, the, the pack straps that, that I'm uh, working with him on. And, uh, and some few other goodies. So make sure you keep an eye out for uh, Charm City Paintball. We are also brought to you by GI Sports. And uh, this, is a, uh, this is a good opportunity to bring up the, the level, the LVL loader that, uh, that we are shooting. Not only are we doing that, but we're also, uh, we, we, we use the glide pants. We have the, uh, the GI paint that Aftershock shoots. I mean, they've been a, a monster in the industry for a while now, and they've been putting out awesome product. Um, I'm really, really impressed with this uh, this loader that uh, that is we've been using all season, and uh, it, it's been lights out. So uh, thank you to GI Sports. And finally, a big thank you to Planet Eclipse, and they sponsor each and every podcast. And uh, their GMAC, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this thing is nasty. I mean, it I, it looked like so much fun when uh, when John was shooting it on uh, over on PB Nation, uh, and it was just it was so smooth and quiet and just gnarly. I wanted to shoot one right then. It it was awesome. So make sure you check it out um, over at PlanetEclipse.com along with all of their all their amazing markers. So thank you to all of our sponsors. And now into our uh, our podcast with Mike. I, I wanted to sit him down. He's one of the the up and comers from uh, Tampa Bay Damage. Great to hear his story. It's cool to have a a, a local, uh, you know, a local kid from a state where a pro team is from uh, to come up and, and eventually play on a team that he's looked looked up to for so many years. Uh, it was a great story. Great guy. Uh, we hope you enjoy. We well, I hope you enjoy the uh, the podcast. Thanks for listening. Mike Waring. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, man. How you doing? No problem, man. I'm doing pretty good, man. It's a... Uh finally cold in florida for the first time it got in the 50s and 60s so we're all bundled up down here <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say what's the what's cold down there in florida for you 
if below 70 you're putting a jacket on definitely dude and if it's 50 up here it's still summer i wish <laughs> it would feel good i mean i'm but I, I grew up in florida i've lived here my whole life so i'm i, I like the hot and it gets a little cold for me i'm not a big fan of that yeah so still haven't seen snow either no no never seen snow oh man you got to come up here to the midwest sometime like december january and just definitely you don't need to drive just just maybe ride in a car that has some snow up here <laughs> just stay inside the car yeah well i, I where was it <laughs> i think it was last year like georgia or somebody got snow and there was just yeah accidents everywhere and people everywhere. were going crazy anarchy yep. yeah it's atlanta every time it snows in atlanta there's accidents everywhere <laughs> uh so yeah while um while we we're getting this set and everything i was um watching some of the uh, impact footage that they had for the mm -hmm. World Cup layout. It's really, really interesting how this this layout is kind of playing out. It's it's almost like like an old-school five-man layout where there's just a bunch of like stand-up bunkers on the snake side, but then they're still kind of mm -hmm. a somewhat snake. But um, what do you think of the layout? I thought it was a really technical and like teamwork layout. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of bunkers that you can combo with a few other players on your team, and as long as those two or three guys know what's going on and and is paying attention, you guys can lock the field down pretty well. And uh, I, the Dorito side to me looked like it was going to be fast and like perfect for me, kind of like the Atlantic City layout, but mm -hmm. without that little wing, without that little wing at the fifty that we had in Atlantic City, it's kind of that back center kind of helps out, and that tower can shoot down a little bit too. So it didn't play as fast as I personally thought it would, but could be different you never know now in chicago though you played more or less up the center did you not in in chicago i made the switch to play the wall completely um but i'm kind of like the torpedo on the team so when it comes to practices i play the one on the snake side i play up the middle to the wall i play the one on the dorito side they just kind of give me looks everywhere in case there's a spot that we think is needed and you know i can use my speed to get to i can go to either side of the field that's we try to keep it versatile so i'm not predictable <laughs> no man i feel you i know that try. torpedo role so much mm -hmm. well yeah, it's, it's good though because you get um you know with, with that role you know it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility i feel like a lot of people when they hear like oh guy this guy's a weapon on your team or he's like a torpedo or he's this or that like people think you're just like a one-trick pony but i i think i take it as a compliment because you know your team I feel at that point, trust in you so much to go and do your job. They they put so much at risk sending you to these spots, but that mm -hmm. that risk is trust. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel it. I, I understand that for sure. Yeah, so I think it's a lot Jason of responsibility on our on our shoulders. <clears throat> Definitely, Jason always tells me he's like he's like you don't have to you don't have to get down on yourself when you get shot as as being the one on the field. You know, if you get down the field and you shoot two people and you get shot, you've done your job, like walk off the field with your head held high, you know. Yeah. It's as a front player, that's your job is to go out there, get to those spots that no one else can get to really fast, take your two kills, give your team the body advantage and get off the field. So see, dude, see that's why I feel like it's it's obviously like the whole uh points thing, like you know, we're the ones running through the lanes trying to get to the front spots while the guys in the back are just shooting their guns and if they shoot us off the break, they get a point. But if we make a far bunker on the break, we don't get a point. Like we get nope. the we get the advantage of possibly getting a couple kills or not. But we, I feel like initially that risk is ours. So definitely, I, I don't know. I, I just I'm so biased on the whole points thing because I feel like I feel like like shots are missed. Like I'm always running and shooting to a corner or like, and I'm always mm -hmm. shooting up the center, and I feel like I don't get those kills or I don't get the back center yeah. kills or anything like that. It always goes somewhere Me else. Too. So it's like. It's a, a it bias point system. <laughs> it's cool though. It 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 keeps people involved who like maybe yeah, don't play as much or definitely. Mm. It helps keep things somewhat organized. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's cool that they have you, you know, in that role. And I can see just with your athletic ability, um, your paintball knowledge is only gonna keep growing. Your IQ. Yeah. I I definitely think playing that spot is how you get the the most experience quickly. Like I, I I feel like coming to the pro game after playing the divisionals for so many years, like I I had to like relearn how to play paintball. It's a completely different game. At least to me, that's the way I I learned it with the guys that I was surrounded by, and <clears throat> it's it's kind of just crazy to me. And so 
to, to play that front role, you get the most experience in the craziest of situations and you have to learn to adapt really fast or you're just going to get put into the ground every single point. So it kind of helps you do that rather than sitting back hiding and shooting a lane all day or something. You're not going to learn much very quick doing that, I don't think. Well, I think every spot has its own learning curve, right? Like True. If, if, True. if you're a terrible back guy, you're going to notice that right away. If you're a terrible front guy, you're going to notice that right away. But I feel like the... It, I feel like the responsibility of being a front guy, if you're not, if you're not, you know, able to do your job right away, people are going to notice and you're going to get shot yeah. out quick. But if you're, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you're more of a two or a three or a back, whatever you want to call it, if you're not necessarily doing your job right away, I mean, you could like drop a lane or something and somebody could shoot you in and then the front guy gets run down and then it's the front guy's like, well, why'd you get run down? Well, you should have been looking this yeah. way or whatever. And it's like, it, I feel like it's a lot more hard mentally on uh on the front guys um well let's do this let's uh let's kind of get into your uh into your background into your history and and you know how how paintball came into your life and or how you discovered paintball so well i was 13 i think it was yeah i'm pretty sure it was 13 like seventh grade and uh my best friend at the time same typical casual cliche story he wanted to go to the paintball field for his birthday for the first time and you know mm-hmm. it's your best friend so you always want to go do what they do and you're like all right cool I, you know, I wasn't really hot on the idea at first to be honest with you I was like oh paintball you know I played football so I wasn't scared of like the pain or anything I just it didn't appeal to me at the time and so I was right. like oh I'll go do it anyway because you want to for your birthday and from that weekend on for about two and a half years I think I played rec ball every single weekend without missing a weekend except for like holidays I got hooked like right away immediately just how everyone Did you stop all the other sports? No, I still played. I played football all the way through high school. I played 14 years of football. I played from like the time I was five until I graduated. And then uh, I went to to FAU down in uh, Boca Raton for college for about a year and a half and considered trying to walk on down there. But I just hadn't hit my my growth spurt yet, so I was still kind of small. So even though I had played for 14 years and I like long snaps, so I had a good specialty – I just didn't yeah. really think it was the thing, and I at that point I had gotten into paintball a lot, so I, I chose to pursue paintball rather than football. But uh, going back to where that started, you know, I went from from rec ball every single weekend to meeting a group of friends, uh, and you know, they turn, told me, "Oh, hey, you know, you can play tournaments for paintball," and I was like, "Oh, you know, that's sweet. You can win money and stuff, right?" And they're like, "Well, yeah." And so, you you know, do you want to start practicing with us and join our team? You're pretty fast. That's what they told me. And I was like, yeah. okay, sweet. And they're like, you'll be, the, yeah, you'll be the snake guy, of <laughs> course. You know, like you'll be the you'll, – yeah. you just run down the field really fast. And they're like, I'm like, okay, sweet. I didn't know what else to do. And uh, we, we played local tournaments for about two years here at CFP. And uh, in 2009, I played my first national tournament, which was World Cup. And I played D5 five-man with a bunch of local friends and we won actually. Nice. So I won my first like national tournament ever. And it was pretty, even though D five, it still counts. I got world cup. Hey man, I, it's something. <laughs> wins a win. Exactly. So that kind of was when I like really hooked it. And I was like, man, I'm actually, you know, kind of good at this sport. Like I was still a beginner at the time. So to even win a tournament at that level was a big booster for you. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going to take it serious. Like football's almost over. I'm not going to keep playing it. And I went to now the, getting to the no no let, let me interrupt you for for a quick second now getting into it, um I mean were you were you like oblivious to like the pro game or to like anything uh, yeah. else going on or did you start following I, anybody or I was teams? completely oblivious to the, like the pro game until until about that two two and a half year mark actually was uh, Travis Day and Marky Ireland showed up to Orlando Paintball, which is which is where I started to play paintball. And so they were the first like pro players I ever met. And yeah. uh, at that about two-year mark of playing rec ball, I finally met them. And they, they kind of through them, I kind of learned what pro paintball was. And then through the kids that hung around them that had already known them from the field, they like started to teach me and bring me into the, to the tournament scene. And that's when they're like, oh, you come be the snake guy for us. And so yeah, T Day and Marky Ireland are like the reason I know about pro paintball. Yeah, old school uh, Miami Rage guys. Yeah, definitely. That's it's, that's it's, awesome. They're, they're good dudes, and then uh, I've always been around uh, the Edwards family as well since I was about fourteen or fifteen years old. So, like friends I, of the family. Yeah, friends of the family. Like we met we met through paintball shortly after like Travis and Marky because Jason played with Rage at the time as well. 
So mm-hmm. uh, I met Jacob at the field a few times, and Jacob's parents used to own a field out on the coast called Indian River Paintball. And so we would go out there as little kids once I learned what tournament paintball was and met Jacob and Jason and the family. And they've been like a second family to me since I was a little kid. A lot of people don't know that. They think I was just like the new kid on the team out of nowhere. But I've been around most of the damaged guys since I was a little kid. Now, what prevented you from kind of climbing the ranks with everybody else? So, uh, like everyone, everyone's got a past and a story. I had a rough, like, family growing up, bad divorce between my parents, and uh, took took paintball. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of pushed me away from my family for a little bit. So I was kind of supporting myself, and as a as a young kid, still in high school and having you know kind of a part time job, it was kind of hard to pay for paintball. So I had to. I had to step back for about two or three years from paintball, actually, and I only played maybe one or two local tournaments a year, and yeah. if that, if I even played at all, until I got finally in a position where I was making money, working full time, and was able to support myself, and then was blessed to come apart uh, with the Total Carnage program. And the guy who owned that program was very generous. You know, if I worked at the field full time, you know, he compensated and would help me practice on the weekends and, you know, help me get to events if I needed it and stuff like that. So that was how I made it kind of through the through those rough years. But once I grew up a little bit and set myself up, it was good from there. And that's uh, I made like about a two year run, like a serious run. And that's within those two years was when I finally got my trial with damage. So that's, that's, well, I mean, dude, everybody has those, you know, everybody sees all these, all these pro players and even the new guys coming up and well, well, you know, oh, well they get this and they get that and they get like, dude, I'm, I had a journey Mm -hmm. that I had to cut through thick bush to get to where I am, (laughs) you know, and, and nobody, I think, you know, until like, you know, these podcasts, you know, I, I started doing these podcasts and everything. I don't feel like anybody really understood or really took in or took serious what we do and how we got to where we are. It's, um, it's a crazy sacrifice. Definitely. It is totally. And it, you go back to what you were talking about of how, you know, you would, uh, you would get compensated for doing work at the paintball field and mm-hmm. in turn you would get maybe paint or, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, something like that. So it's, it's that obsession at I believe a young age to not only to not only just play paintball right but to be a better paintball player each time you step on the field exactly and that's that's what you have to be on a team uh of today any because I feel like any of the pro teams of today can beat anybody most definitely um, it's very competitive I, yeah. today dude this is the this is the most competitive paintball um that I've seen throughout Agreed. the years guaranteed most definitely. everybody everybody's just so damn good dude and, and everybody's it's shot crazy. is so good everybody's yeah the, the teams themselves you know even though all might not be funded the the best or equally all want it just as bad and all are you know 10 out of 10 players are just monsters on the field yeah but but uh you know, you but everybody has that story of that struggle of getting to where you need to get to, and and the obsession at a young age of wanting to be the best out of your area, then the best in the state, then the best, you know, the best in the Midwest, and then the best in uh, the world. You know, everybody has yeah. that that step, and it comes with a lot of sacrifice. You know, time away from family, time away from oh, you know loved ones and everything. So there, it's not we don't get a free ride. I mean, there, there's always, you always have to pay through something. Yep. I mean, lost, you lose many girlfriends along the way. You, you miss many, many, (laughs) like many friends and friends and family birthdays. You know, I miss my, my mom got remarried to my stepdad and I was unfortunately out, you know, I was playing divisional paintball, but I wanted to go pro and I didn't want to miss a Mm -hmm. tournament and happened to fall on the same weekend. And I chose to go to the tournament over, you know, my own, my mom's own wedding, you know, kind of, you make kind of crazy choices like that when you when you're a little determined to do things. You know, it paid off for me, thankfully. But you know, if you put your mind in to to it, yeah, I think you can do anything. Yeah, and you can't. You know, at this level too, you can't regret anything because no. you are. If you do, you're going to be regretting a lot of shit that you're going to miss. And yeah, exactly. You um, you know, you just got to take it and roll with it, and you just be as determined as you can. Um, but you obviously don't want to lose what you have at home. But right. you know those things that you those things that can be sacrificed that you can possibly put in the work more for paintball yeah. or for or for whatever it is for anybody out there you you just gotta you gotta sacrifice things for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, she she definitely wasn't too happy at the time, but you know, we always kind of joke around about it. Now she's always like, "Well, I guess it kind of paid off for you, huh?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it worked out, I guess." So if she, she if she loves it. you, which I'm sure she does, she understands most, and uh, most definitely. Uh, and that's what moms do, man. Moms support. Like my mom, honestly, my my mom and my uh, my stepdad, because my parents were divorced too, um, mm. and they were divorced at a young age. I man, I was probably. I want to say probably like seven or eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, I was, divorced. I, was I was 12, I think, 12 or 13. <clears throat> and, um, I mean, that was I, – I could still kind of remember of what was going on and what was happening. And, you know, with you know with my stepdad came in, you know, God bless him, um, you know, stepped up to the plate and everything and uh, really taught me a lot. But they – when I first started playing paintball, when I first started playing paintball serious and started missing some things and missing – baseball games and you know football games it's i was i was a decent athlete back in high school and mm-hmm. when i started missing these games you know it was it really took my parents for you know for as a surprise because they're like well, what are you doing you're doing this hobby thing yeah. on the side and we're you know we're paying for all these sports for you to go to school and but once they once they saw what what i was doing was i don't want to say paying off but just saw how much I was dedicating my myself to it and my time and my effort. They realized that it meant something serious to me, and I think that's what meant the most to me from them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was it it was kind of a funny story when my mom kind of switched to like the full support roles. Like for for the first like five years that I played tournaments, my mom had never come to one. You know, it just never struck her interest. It was just something she let me do growing up, and. uh one day I was I was running helping run a Division One uh, team at the time, and so I was responsible for ordering all the sponsorship gear and all that kind of stuff. And it got shipped to the house one day, and my mom answered the door to the UPS guy, and it was just boxes and boxes and boxes for like a whole <laughs> ten man like ten, a ten person team worth of full gear, guns, loaders, tanks, everything. Yeah. My my mom was like, so they just like send you guys this stuff. And we're like, well, you know, some of it's discounted, some of it's free. It all depends on, you know, how we perform, you know, depending on what you deals you work out. And and mm-hmm. my mom was just like, so you don't go to the woods every weekend with your friends and shoot at each other? <laughs> and I'm like, where have you been for the last five years, mom? Like, no, I play these tournaments. And she was like, oh, well, this is pretty sweet. Like, now I want to learn about it. And she got into it. Yeah. And then she started coming to World Cup and everything every year since it's local. And so what that a was a tournament uh, to be <laughs> yeah. local and come to, man. Yeah, I'm like That's... I'm like a 35 minute drive north of the event site right now. No, pff, I'd yeah. I would go home and sleep in my bed and then come to the field. Yeah, it's sweet. We have we have a tradition though because there's a place down there, uh, right right by the event site called Champions Gate where we used to always stay at for like every World Cup, whether it was at yep. Fantasy of Flight or anything. So we've we for the last I don't know I've, I've been going to World Cup since 2009 was the first year was at Fantasy of Flight, and mm-hmm. we've stayed at Champions Gate every year since then without missing. So it's just like the tradition. Even though we're all within like an hour, hour and a half of the event, we still like to stay there. It's a, yeah, it's kind of like it. a family vacation. <clears throat> well, I know, I know, Champions Gate. We stay there all the time. Yeah, it's, it's nice in there. But yeah, my um, let me see. I think it was I started playing. I started playing two thousand two ish, somewhere around there. Um, turned pro in two thousand four, and then my parents didn't go to an event until two thousand six, Chicago. <laughs> And that's the that we that's the first event I won, was nice. that 2006 Chicago, awesome. and they were oh they were just hooked instantly. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had dad, such a good time. My dad was at the the Division Five World Cup win, so he got he was the same thing. Like he coached me all through football growing up and everything. So he's a big sports guy. Like he's the reason I'm into sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he got hooked right there at that tournament we won. You know that was coaching around. So you know my dad. Dad made me give him a layout with all the codes on it so he could help yell from the side. My parents were the same way. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. My mom, like my mom, like I said, she didn't come till like I went pro. Her first World Cup was my first year uh, pro, which was 2015. But my mm-hmm. dad came to that very first one, and he was like all about it since then. And every time I had a tournament, like he watches all the Go Sports tournaments, he wants a layout every tournament so he can pay attention and know what's going on. Like it's pretty. Oh, fun. that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I think, you know, being somebody, you know, who has like a, a, a sport background, you can kind of, you can see when, especially when you're at the event, you can see the, um, just the, the competitive side of everything, mm-hmm. you know, and you can, <clears throat> even with, um, 
with the slower layouts or anything like that, you can still see that, you know, especially the position that you and I play, you can see that aggressiveness and that athletic ability that, that is needed to play those positions and spots. And <clears throat> that's really cool that he's into it that much. It's, it's sweet, man. Like it, it's, Sports has been a huge, huge, huge part of my life, and that's kind of why like it's awesome to have paintball around still and play, be professional at it because I'm super, super competitive. Everything I do in life, whether it's a sport or not, I'm like I compete at it with everybody, and it's it, I don't do it on purpose, but it just naturally happens. And it's in your blood, I, man. Yeah, it's just in my blood, and and uh, I, I'm excited. You know, I just started going back to school as well this year. I'm going to do a sport and exercise science degree, so I'm just trying to ride through the rest of my life doing nothing but sports, which I think will be pretty sweet. Hell yeah! The no, the more you know, the more you'll grow. Exactly. Sure. exactly. And it's you know, especially of you know times of today, the just the more knowledge you have, the better. I mm. mean, that's that's plain and simple. But let's go. Um, so, how did the Tampa Bay Damage tryout come about? So I played in 2014, me and a bunch of friends that had played together in past like recent divisional years on other teams like the Vipers and CFP teams and stuff. We were like, let's let's be the first like Florida pro team where it's just all the all the homies and and no coaches and no structure and no staff. We're just going to go see what happens. And we were the brokest <laughs> we were the brokest kids you could find in Florida and you yeah. know, piecing together borrowing half the setups for tournaments and stuff and we played division. We played division two, and we got seventh place our first event, I believe. And then we went mm -hmm. to MAO the next event, and we won. And nice. uh, that was 2014. So that was like the really slow, super slow layout where games were like two to one and one to one and all that kind of stuff. It was, but it was it was a fun tournament. So we we did that, and we earned our eventually we earned our uh, division one spot at the end of the year because we got fourth in Chicago and third at World Cup. So we played consistently and we started to practice damage throughout towards the end of the year because they were like, okay, you guys are, you know, the top level team in Florida. You know, there was no semi-pro teams or anything. So we would scrimmage yeah. them on their off weekends and they started to, you know, all of us started to get better and better. And we went to Dallas the following year to the last PSP event as Rack City and Division One as our first Division One tournament. And we played and we didn't make it out of prelims. We went two to two. We were the first team to miss the cut. We got ninth, but... Uh, after that, I guess Damage had decided you know, uh, some of the new guys that they had picked up weren't working out, and they wanted to go ahead and have a second tryout. And they invited me and two of my other uh, teammates from Rack City, and then uh, two other people as well from other teams to a little private tryout. And uh -huh. uh, me and Silos were the two that got picked up out of that tryout. Uh, they were looking for you know fast snake guys because they had you know they're all the old veterans. Yeah, and they just want to sit in the back now. They don't really. Maybe you just that. say they're all the veterans. Maybe if you, oh, they no. hear you say oh, old no. veterans, they they hear it every weekend. Us us young kids on the team give it to them. We make sure they know that they're old. <laughs> Damn, you know that <laughs> makes me feel like shit because I'm probably the same age that they are. Maybe you never know. That how old how old are you? Uh, I'm 25. 25. Yeah. See, you're you're not that young either. I'm not that I'm not that young. I know. I get I get it from Jake because Jake just turned 22, so he gives it to me all the time. He's only 22. Yeah, Jacob just turned 22 this year. Jeez, I thought he he's, was I thought he was older than that. He's Maybe a little the beard. He's a little baby. It is the beard. It's a ginger beard. Maybe. <laughs> how how old is uh how old is Silos? Silos is 23, I think, or 24. He's like a year younger than me. Um. Yeah, so we're all we they call us they call us the kids on the team. So like when anytime we'd like the three of us are on the field together, the coach just yeah, he Pat just goes, Hey, I need the kids and Jason and Tim. Like or whoever nice. else he calls. It's it's pretty sweet. We got our little <laughs> our little gang. Now so did you guys did you make the tryout uh in one weekend or was it so kind of a they did, uh, take? They did they did just a one day tryout because um, there was only five of us and they ran us through a few like drill target drills and then we did some like snap shooting drills and they did a one-on-one -on -one competition as well and then after that we transitioned into like running drills with the team so they could see like how each person fit in with the guys that were already on the team at the time uh -huh. and it was it was it was only one day but it was probably about an eight-hour day like we started at you know, nine thirty, ten in the morning. We played till four, four thirty in the afternoon without stopping. So it was it was a grueling, grueling practice. I ran and dove a lot all day long, but it, it which is expected. 
Yeah, it earned me my spot, though. That's what they were looking for. You know, there was a couple other players there that, you know, maybe talent-wise were, were better overall at the time than, than I was. And, uh, but, you know, they, they were looking for that, that El Torpedo, and I guess they saw the potential in me. You know, that's what they told me. They were like, you know, you're not pro-ready yet, but you have the speed, and, you know, we think we can teach you how to play the game. You, have, you look like you have the potential. So they believed in me, and I think they've been doing a pretty good job over the last three years so far. Those are some, some, some knowledgeable veterans to learn from for sure. Dude, they know what they're, they know what they're doing, man. They know how to win. The, you know, all those guys in that team have won. And, you know, well, yeah, the experience all together, you know, with Tim and and Jason and uh, just the old school damage guys themselves, they all have won before and they know they know how. And, um, you know, I've been playing against them for years and they're all just they can play anything. They can play at you or they can sit back and let you make the mistake. And they they have a, a good roundabout team of being especially now with with you and the other newer guys on the team they they have this really encompassing of weapons you know we've got of, all the pieces we just got to put them together now that's all it exactly. is exactly i mean so what do you what what have you learned over um over the years so far how how far how long have you been playing with the team now this, a couple years this is my this is my third season on the team your, your third season so what when you first got on the team to now what was what was the major thing that you had to work on and what they what they kind of pounded in your head of you know you have the speed but what did you need to work on to get to where you are now a hundred percent the mental game yeah everything about the mental game like everything i thought of like what you should do in certain situations and where you should put yourself if this guy's here that guy's there like what i thought was correct as a divisional player they opened up my eyes to, well, yeah, you could have done that, but it would have been way better. You know, you might have been able to take shoot two people if you'd have done this at this point, rather. And so it was just learning how, like, the pros think about the game is what was the biggest thing for me. And it, it, it took a while and a lot of trial, and they shot the crap out of me at practice and made me pay for it. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that is the biggest thing for me that I think separates a professional from a divisional player is just is, is more the mental game than everything, than anything. And yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's just, it's everything on the field to, to me at least. Yeah. Because I, especially now, you know, everybody's running and shooting, everybody's getting mm-hmm. so accurate with everything and everyone yeah. can have those, those, you know, mechanics down, right? It's the same thing with, with the Russians, um, you know, they're, they're going to pound those mechanics into your head, but until you get that mental side down, <clears throat> you know, and it's not going to come, you know, overnight, you're, no, you're going to have those. Yeah. You got you got to have those experiences, that game, that field time experience. And it, it does eventually click, but I mean, I'm, I'm always learning on the field and I'm sure, right. you know, a lot of veterans will say the exact same thing. We're always learning because even though, even though a lot of situations are going to be the same and you're going to be able to, and you're still going to learn this too. You're, you're going to be able to start making the right decision more and more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though those situations are similar, there's, it, there's always, you know, a, a, a stick in the spikes or, or a stick in the spokes because you could always head check into a ball or you could, there's so many variables. It's, yep. you just have to be so mentally sharp on what to do, especially lose, losing bodies quick um, being able to know if you got a retreat or maybe if you bump up to the next spot, you can shoot this lane and mm-hmm. you know that they're going to start filling on the other side of the field. So you clip that guy. Now you spin the field around and there's, there's a lot of things. And I think especially in, um, in your position, uh, it, it's very, very similar to mine on how I grew up. It was, you know, I had the athletic ability, I had the speed, but I didn't have the mental part, you know, not only exactly. I, I, I was lacking in the, in the paintball IQ side, but also in the, uh, the self-confidence side, you know, I, I was really lacking in man. If I got shot, it was my fault. Like if I got shot off the break, it was my fault. Or if I didn't shoot, you know, I thought, I thought about this when I was younger, if I didn't shoot at least two, three, four guys a game, I'm not doing my job. You know, I put yeah. a lot of weight on my shoulders and it wasn't until, you know, I started playing more paintball and started playing against more experienced guys, started getting taught by a lot more experienced guys to where you don't have, you, there's five guys on the field. Mm-hmm. You go, you know, I'm going to tell you your first five to 10 seconds of what you need to do on the field. And then after that, it's up to you. It's, it's audible it's on, after that. 
exactly it's audible and you need to start making decisions i'm only going to make the first really the first decision for you yeah and then you know as a coach but um you know eventually when i started learning that it the field really started to open up for me and i started to see a lot more and instead of those you know it still happens you know because we're going so fast and we're doing those 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 quick runs or whatever the gears are turning so fast but you get to that point to where um those gears are spinning fast but as, as soon as you need it to they start slowing down and becoming way more clear than you you've ever mm-hmm. thought and um i've been saying this to a lot of the guys now is that you know life in general and paintball too is it's it's a process right of doing anything and completing anything or even having any kind of uh, mental um uh what is it mental edge on anything is just knowing that you can do it is knowing that you can do it and going through the process don't try and don't try and win the tournament don't try and win the uh match don't try and win the point win the gunfight Exactly. And then you can win the match and then you can win the tournament. You know what I mean? It's those one step at a time. Exactly. This has to happen before this and this has to, you know, do the small things to, to, you know, to create your reality almost on the field and, and put your will on somebody to exactly. make it happen. Yeah. It's, <coughs> there's so much, I mean, it sounds, it sounds complicated, but if you just, if you break it down, um, and I, I keep explaining this to the guys. If if you break it down, don't let the moment become bigger than what it is. You know, because it, theoretically, it's World Cup is just another tournament. Just we another game of paintball. Exactly. It's and, and if you make it into this, which it is. I mean, it's it's a huge. You know, it's it's a fucking big tournament that I would love that I would love to win, and I love competing in every year. But if you don't take that World Cup um, bubble. And bring it down into something that you can control and contain, and just play as as if you know it's a, it's another game, but play it to your best ability each and every point, each and every gunfight. Then you're going to get swallowed in it, and you're going to be mentally fucked. You know. Yeah. It's, and it's, I, I I think you've seen that now with with as much paintball as you played. You know, you I think yeah. you've learned to control that. Def, I, I, my first, my first year, you know, I didn't. You obviously, as as a as a young rookie that's never had pro experience coming onto the team that I came on with, as many vets as was on, I didn't see the field very much the first year. But once they started throwing me out there the second year, and then like this year, I've I've had a, a a big role in the team this year so far. It's 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 nice. It's crazy to get that experience. And and at first, I was wiling out, and you know, I would freak out, and I'd get shot a lot, and I'd make a lot of stupid gun battles, and. And it was exactly like you were saying, you know, I was just, I was overthinking the moment, like, oh, all right, I'm playing pro paintball, you know, this is, this is the biggest tournament ever, you know, all eyes I'm are in on the me. highest division, all eyes are on me, everyone's watching, there's a webcast, you know, I can't get shot stupid, but then you yep. end up getting shot stupid. Once I learned, <laughs> once I learned the experience and, and it got comfortable on the field and you just start to zone all that stuff out and you just, you're like, it's, it's just like being a CFP on the weekend. You got five guys on mm-hmm. your team with a gun and you got five guys on the other team with guns and you just yep. play paintball. And it helps you out so much more mentally because then you're then you're able to clear your mind and stay calm and communicate and work on the things that matter with your teammates rather than worrying about yourself on the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a lot of you know, it's like you said with the five guys on your side and the five guys on the other side. You you have to respect no matter who is down there. It could be exactly. your grandma down there. You have to respect um, the ability of the players at, at the at this top level because you can have the utmost confidence. But you will be humbled as quickly as you step very onto quickly. that field, very, very quickly. And very you know, um, something that I've been that I try and preach to new guys too, or anybody at the clinic is is paintball patience. And really, I think what that just means is 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 timing in general, right? It's it's knowing when to be patient and mm-hmm. when to make a move, or you you just and it's like um, your first year, how you said you didn't really get that much time on the field. That that to me was paintball patience because if you didn't have that paintball patience, you would have got frustrated and flustered and be mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm not getting any playing time. Well, fuck this. I'm gonna quit. Um, this isn't exactly. worth my time." No, you st- you put your nose to the net. You watched. You learned. You listened, and you made that that whole season was was a mental growth. It was a learning right? season for me, definitely. Exactly, and it, and, and if you did, you could have taken that the wrong way and you wouldn't be here 
but there's a reason why you are. Very great, very grateful for it because I, you know, I, I was used to in, in all my divisional teams. I was I was always a starter on all the divisional teams I played. I I was always that guy that was out there almost every point, and then mm-hmm. to come onto the team and get sat, like you said, it kind of humbles you a little bit and it makes you be like, okay, well, there's a bunch of people out here that are still a lot better than you at this game, and you need to learn how to be better than them now. And so I took that mm-hmm. year to just sit back. I think I, I, I'm not even kidding. My first year, I probably paid maybe 10 points between the three tournaments. But yeah. I was, like you said, I didn't take it sour and sit back and whine and pout. I sat there and watched and watched how every single one of the veterans moved and how they talked about the games and deciphered things as how they went along. And I think I learned more just in that one year watching than I did in you know three years of playing divisional paintball and winning a couple tournaments. Like it's, You just yeah. have to suck it up sometimes. Some people don't understand that. Some people can't <laughs> accept that. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I had that. Um, you know, I as I was growing up and playing throughout the years, I was always playing. I was always on the field. Mm-hmm. I was always, I was always, uh, you know, a starter. I was always playing, and it, it didn't really hit me. I didn't really have that experience of of, of sitting long periods of time until I played for X Factor. Yeah, and that really, and and nothing against X. I think it made me a better player in the end. Um, you know, with it kind of showed me that I'm not needed. I'm I'm expendable. Exactly. You know? You're replace. Everyone's replaceable. Exactly. Everybody's replaceable, and I'm not I'm not sought after. Um, if I don't, you know, if I don't perform, or if mm-hmm. you know, if I don't step up to the plate, they have players that can do my job, if not better. You know. So, and I think you know, having that 2015 season under my belt. Um, not only opened my eyes to a, a, a totally different side of how I need to, you know, think about things, but it, it humbled the shit out of me. And yeah. I'm like, Jesus, I, that's the least amount of paintball I have ever played my entire career. And I feel like that has been one of the most helping experiences of my life. I mean, I, you know, and they even pulled me aside. Alex did. And he said, you know, we, we can't bring you on. Um, you're, you're not really producing for us and we can't really have you, you know, keep flying down here for practices. And, and I, I told him, I was like, I, yeah. I understand. I didn't have the greatest season to begin with. Um, and, you know, but when they called on it, I, you know, I went out there and, and tried to, I think I was trying to prove myself at the same time. Yeah. Um, new you team. know, because it's exactly new team, new guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted them to feel like they picked me up for a reason for, you know, for, uh, they didn't waste their money and time exactly. on, on me. And I put a lot of that, that mental pressure on myself and it just, it didn't work. But, um, but everything happens for a reason. And, and, you know, now with the, the aftershock team that, that we're trying to build and, and grow, I see a lot of potential in it. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so, it's crazy how m- mental paintball is. It's 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 ninety percent of the game I think between between the mental game and the communication with your teammates like that you can you can win paintball games solely off of better communication than the other team I think. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, hand, hands down. If you just have guys running down the field like <laughs> you know chickens with their head cut off, you are just gonna chop them to pieces and yep. un- until you get that. And it's it's not only communication; it's trust. It's um, that's a big thing. It's very Huge. big thing. Because if I can if I can play the side, if I get sent over on a side by myself by Bruno and I, you know, I have the confidence in myself, but if I don't I'm going to play differently if if I feel like I have to kind of watch my back because I don't think you're you're going to do that for me. Yeah, it it puts something in the back of your mind where you're like, well, you know, he's, he's, he's on my team, but I haven't played with him long enough or you know, it might be a new guy and you know, I haven't pl- I had I haven't had enough time with him and it just it, it puts in that extra mental barrier in your mind that you have to think about, which isn't a good thing. You want your mind to be as clear as possible the entire time. Yeah, there uh there was a doc. I don't know if you watch hockey or not, or um, not a lot of hockey. Or, well, so but you know the uh, the role of an enforcer on a yes. uh, on a hockey they're team. Out, so they're out there just to hit people. There, yeah, and that's the initial thought of whenever somebody thinks of an enforcer. And I, I watched this documentary. I think it was on Netflix or HBO or something. I heard and, of the documentary. I didn't watch it though. Yeah, it. Um, you know, I watched it and I was like, it is crazy how much deeper 
that this whole thing goes into because it was talking about how uh, you know, you have your greats, your your Gretzky's, and you know all, they were naming all these top players. But then they also would name one or two enforcer or or guys that would kind of watch over them that would let them play at the top of their ability because they knew that if somebody from another team messed with Gretzky or messed with you know one of the 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 stars on the team that they were going to get an ass kicking mm-hmm. or something from one of the enforcer guys and it'll. It had interviews with Gretzky and a few other guys and said, I I wouldn't have been able to do my job the way I did if it wasn't for these other guys. And that's how I feel paintball is, especially for front guys. Like, I can't do anything that I do on the field. I can't do to the best of my ability if I feel like I'm going to get ran down because the guys behind me are not going to do their job. Exactly. You need, yeah, that, so, you need that support behind you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... That was a long ramble, but um, <laughs> so you so you get on the team. Um, were you mainly kind of like were you a big damage fan uh, at the time, or were there were there any pros or any other teams that you were uh, starting to watch at this time? So I was I've I've always been a damage fan since since I ever like learned what tournament paper was because they were the local team. Like I I've always played at CFP and they were out there a lot as as a local team and. Uh, then, you know, knowing the Edwards family, when Jason made the move in 2009 or after 2009 to damage and Jake got picked up that following year. And then, you know, Keith played in the TK program with us too. And that's when he went pro with Jacob at the same time. So it was, it was like half my friends and and then half the people that I watched growing up. So yeah, I was, I was always a big damage fan, but I was also low key, a big X factor fan growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was my, that was my like side team you know everyone kind of has a team that they really like and then a team that they like to you know they like to see do well and for some reason x-factor just the way they played back then when i watched them i just i like i liked it and, you know and archie's fun to watch to play now too and it's, it's they play they play a good style that's what i mm-hmm. think yeah they play a good uh, a good all-around team yeah uh, the, all those guys on the team are so good i mean they're just it's, all stars man it's 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 a fun time playing those guys for sure yeah, dude. Whenever I play, whenever I was gonna say, whenever I play them and damage and you know, but I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, dude, any of these teams, you have to watch your back, man. You cannot sleep on anybody. There's in this there's league. been a lot of upsets this year. There's there's yeah. in, in, in matches and you know we've 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 practiced PC Katana twice this year. You know they're they're the new team to the pro division and you know there's days we'll split fifty fifty with them in practice or you know they might beat us you know one of the sets you know seven points out of the ten you know they just it's it like you were saying it's just so competitive now anyone can shoot anyone it's just that mental game that separates everybody the experience and you know making the right decisions at the right time. Yeah, I remember coming down for the. Uh, I think it was before the Vegas event. Yeah, when, the, uh, the triple we came down. we had. Yeah, yeah, dude. PC, get, you know, took it to us. Yeah, they were, uh, you know, they're they're nobody to, you know, s- sleep on for sure too. Not at all. You know, I've I've known Logan Landry for for you know, 10 years now from from PC Katana and I met I met Zupa a few years ago you know those are dudes that they've been in the pro division before you know they played with CEP back then and you know they have the experience and they have these young guys that they brought up through the semi pro division last year and got got a lot of experience winning a lot of tournaments and you know they're they're putting things together and and it's it's nice to see a young team come in and be competitive like AC Dallas was you know yeah to see teams come in and fade away real quick after one year you, no one wants to see anybody disappear that fast you know you want everyone to stick around yeah 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 for sure and we um no we don't play you guys in uh in world cup do we? no we play ac dallas is our outer bracket match and then we play dynasty um pc katana and seattle thunder in our bracket so who do you think is going to be the tougher team out of that out of your draw well we always kind of like, we always kind of match up with AC Dallas kind of weird because we're 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 trying to like revitalize the team and play a new different kind of style. Like we don't want to be the sit back damage and and <laughs> and hide anymore because there's you know we got the couple young kids on the team like that's not that's not our style. We're the we're the up in your face kind of paintball players. Yeah. We we try to be at least and. 
when we play AC Dallas, like for me personally, I can say, you know, they're, they're really good at that locking up and communication and covering zones and, and not having that experience for me, it's kind of tough to play against them. And we seem to struggle against people who play that style for some reason. Uh, but you know, I would, I, if I could, I, I would definitely say AC Dallas would probably be the hardest matchup out of that just because we don't seem to match up well with them sometimes. It's, it's just something about it. Yeah. It, the yeah. dynasty guys are really really good obviously they've been around for forever and it's it's that's always a really fun game we've played them almost every event i i think this year though and it's it'll be a good event i think it, it's it doesn't matter who's in your bracket you don't know who's gonna make it out that's, yeah it's terrible <laughs> yeah yeah i was uh i was thinking the same thing a, a buddy of mine and uh and i were having this conversation he was he brought up the the thought of it, he goes, okay, who do you think is going to be like the the hardest one to play at this event? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm thinking about it. You know, AC Dallas is one of those teams where they just show up. I, I, oh, I, not yeah. not to say that they just not to say they do show up. They just, they show up and they play and they just perform. Every every game is just everything's so tight. You know their mechanics mm-hmm. are tight. Their their team play is tight and they're smooth. They're, it, super smooth. I mean the brothers play off the wall. TJ uh, Danner is a machine. McCurley's a machine. Uh, all those guys on there are, are they've, crazy. They've got, a, they've got a good little thing going for them right now. That that group works very well together. I think at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's clicking, and I kind of want uh, went back and watched some matches of theirs in uh, in Chicago and I was like man it's it, it's you know and thinking back on it too there were so many games that were very very close where some teams might not you know almost didn't make it through to Sunday yeah. and you know if if we would have actually showed up and played against you guys <laughs> yeah. we would have had a chance and um you came after me a couple times <laughs> I tried it. Were, were you the one on the other side where I rolled over on the? Yes, uh, yeah, when you rolled over the cake, I turned around and I was like, "What in the world just happened?" Because you're <laughs> you're on the ground, the cake's rolling, blowing away off the field. I'm like, man. But yeah, yeah, that was that was me up there. Well, what I tried to do was just I tried to get on the cake and kind of just yeah. roll over the cake. Yeah. And then try and try and get you, and then come back. But as soon as I got on it, I felt the back bungees just go. Boop, boop. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm going over. So I started going over, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna keep going with this, going with this. I'll tell you what, though, I definitely did not get shot until I like almost hit the ground. That's awesome. So, that if, but if I would have got shot, I, if I would have got shot before that, I wouldn't have shot you. I promise. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> dude, they would have threw a flag so quick on me if they would yeah, saw me get shot. You were, you were stuck up on that cake. You were hanging out there for a second. That's for sure. Uh no, but it's um, it's fun though. I you you, you got to make paintball fun, and yeah. I feel like you know, b- bending the rules a little bit or or keeping you know keeping a team on edge because something like that could possibly like throw a team off or it something could. or like oh you know this that and they're they're so worried about what just happened that now maybe we have the advantage going to the next point or something picks up picks up a little momentum you put play the gray area a little bit i mean people people yeah. are lying to you in any sport if they say they don't play the gray area it's very very rare you find someone that says no i play by the rules strictly 100 percent. you know obviously i'm not condoning cheating like wiping face hits and stuff right. but Right. You know, everyone plays that gray area in every sport. You know, on the football field, you know, you're you're poking people in the eyes when you're standing up to try and get an advantage and, you know, <laughs> kicking them in the ribs and all that kind of stuff. Dude, yeah. I don't know how many times where I, w- I played football and I was in – I would as a running back, I would get tackled. And as I go down on the ground, I get, I get you know, fingers yeah. in the eyes and, yep. you know, all – I was so. back as well, so I know exactly all about it. And then I started dishing it back. <laughs> exactly. Once I started playing outside linebacker, and yeah, I, <laughs> I started giving it back for sure. I never came off the field. I loved, I loved being out there. Yeah, I, pl- I played both ways. I played running back, and then I either played safety or corner on defense. And I usually re- I returned kicks and punts too. So I, I did was... the same thing, and I, I kicked off too, and I punted. See, I can't kick a ball to save my life. <laughs> I That's probably couldn't either. I could never do. I can I can throw the ball. I used I played quarterback in Pop Warner and whatnot for all those years. So you know, I can throw the ball 60, 65 yards probably pretty accurately, but I can't kick the ball to save my life. You're gonna have to bring a football 
to the field, and we're going to have to have a throw-off. There's always one in my trunk. Well, it's on, <laughs> man. It's on. I'm down. We'll I do love it. throwing a ball around, man. I like to do that, actually, before a practice. If anybody has a football, I like to we, throw it around. and. We do either. We either throw the football that's in the back of my car, or Jason will bring a Frisbee sometimes, and then sometimes some of uh, like the semi-pro kids that are at the field, a lot of them have like baseball gloves and a baseball. So we're usually running around doing something. Like Rather than just like getting in a circle and stretching, we all kind of like loosen up by you know throwing the football and running routes on each other or you know throwing the frisbee in a big circle with everybody so that's that's how we yeah. get ready normally we even do it at tournaments we usually have the frisbee at tournaments yeah no i, th- I think it's great especially because um you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the hockey teams they play two touch with a soccer ball before you know as their little warm-up before they get out and skate yeah. and everything so I mean, you just you just run around, you get a little warm, and you know, stay loose, and helps it. You know, and it's it like for us, our biggest thing is like we always say, you know, you got to enjoy paintball, have fun. So if you're yeah. mess, messing around with everybody beforehand, you know, running routes on each other or throwing frisbee and doing behind the back catches and all that kind of stuff, and everyone's laughing and having a good time, you go into the match with a positive vibe already with everybody yeah. on the team. So it's just, just don't that be that guy who twists thing. his ankle trying yeah, to catch exactly. a frisbee. Don't, <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah. So, um, so do you have any kind of pregame rituals or anything you do that, um, that you've I've just kind of done been, ever since? I've always been, uh, a very, like, I get quiet before my matches. So, and, and like, I always did it in football too growing up. So right before the games, I'll usually like throw my headphones in and I just get like the stone cold, like I'm not pissed off face, but I nobody just come talk to me. Emotion. Yeah. Just like, let yeah. me be. And, you know, people will come up to me and be like, hey, bro, you, you know, you okay? Get pumped. Get ready for the match. And, you know, on the inside, I'm, I'm more ready than anyone can ever know. But mm-hmm. on the outside, I just look calm, cool, and collected. Like, it helps me keep, like, the – I don't necessarily get the jitters or the butterflies, but it helps you stay calm. If, if you know, if you're jumping around or hyping myself up for me, I, I just get overexcited. So if I stay mm-hmm. calm and just – get excited within myself it helps me out a lot better that's how i've always been you know just good music on vibe out you know i I, I stretch a little bit i've got this this little stretching routine that i do every time before i play you know every match i I do the same stretches in the same order for the same time so that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of about it just you know let me be in my zone and leave me alone and do my stretches and i get ready for the game and i think about you know what i'm supposed to be doing on the field and watching the teams that are playing at the same time you know seeing if there's anything that i can use in in my game to help me out in certain situations so yeah kind of just keep to myself yeah i think there's two different kinds of players out there there's 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 ones that need to get hyped that way who uh, who need to get hyped in the yelling way and yeah yeah and there's (laughs) (laughs) yeah he'll let you know he'll let you know for sure definitely and then there's uh there's others that you know, you kind of need to step back and just let them, they know what they're doing. Let them, you know, get ready on their own or whatever. And, and I was, I was like that. Um, you know, I, I, I still kind of do that where I'm still, you know, kind of like hype people up or whatever. Yeah. But I step away and I, I meditate for like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. I just kind of bring myself into the, into the moment or however you want to yeah. look at it. And, you know, I, I think that through the years, I've went from listening to music, getting hyped up, doing all this stuff to like now, like being older, like I have so much more mental prep that I can do with myself yeah. that I let everybody else, you know, try and get hyped up in their own way. But I still get in there every once in a while and, and let people. Yeah, know. definitely. I mean, I, I, it gets me it, it gets me going too. like right before the game. Like we usually have a pretty hyped huddle because like you said, you know, Montressor screams at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and you know we've we've we it it works there but you know we just like like i said we'd like to have just we like to have a fun positive vibe so you know we're, we're i'm off by myself and everything but at the same time i'm walking around you know like cracking jokes so that we we try to make it not seem so serious if, if that makes any sense like we we try yeah, to make absolutely. it just just like you know it's just another weekend at cfp with everybody we're just playing paintball so no one sits there and you're like all right we got to go win this match we have to win this point like you know you don't we try to not take it so serious, but we're also taking it serious in the same sense. That's it's just it's a way that helps us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like if you take it too serious now, it's now you're almost doing it as your job, and, and not as you know as this exaggerated hobby that exactly. it's really become for all of us. And and now you're you're taking it to this whole new level. Unless 
fuck, unless you are getting paid for it and it is your job yeah. and you should be taking it serious. You should be doing it every day of the week and you should be yeah. a monster. But I mean, not everybody is doing that. Not everybody no. can, can do that. So not everyone you has cannot, exactly. You, you just can't, you can't overthink it. And really that's what it comes down to. It, it's, that's the biggest thing. Just stay calm. Don't overthink it. A lot of people overanalyze the game. It's simple. It really is when you break the game down. Yeah, and, and I mean, to a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys out there, and a lot of the the um, the up and comers out there who are listening, you know, it's it's you know, I, I want to say that it's a lot easier said than done, but uh, but the first thing to do is you got to say it to yourself. You got to say that you can do it. You got to say that you're going to put the time to it, and then and then do it. If you can't, if you can't mentally say it first, you're not going to be able to do it. You got to believe in yourself before anyone else can believe in you. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because believe me, don't think that we got to where we are today by you know everything going right. Not at all. Not even close. <laughs> no. No. And and everybody, I guarantee, or there's a very select few that have been fortunate like that, but I guarantee there's hardly anybody in the sport or anybody in life in general um, that just had everything handed to them and they're on top, you know? Exactly. Everyone, most people that are there worked hard for it and they're proud to have it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mike, dude, I, uh, I think we had a pretty good damn conversation. I'd say that was a good one. I had, I had a great time, man. And I I really, I really wanted to hear, kind of where you came from because for me I stopped playing after 2009 and mm-hmm. that's kind of when you you know that's, when you came in that's when I showed up I went I went from just quick rundown I did the total carnage program with Jacob and Keith you know when they played divisionals before they went to damage and then from there I went to the Palm Beach Vipers when I moved down to Boca Raton for uh, college and then moved back to Orlando and tried to restart Total Carnage and then that's when we started that Rack City Clutch team that I played with for the last two years. So I'm just I'm just a homegrown Florida boy through and through. <laughs> but that's what's sweet though that is that you're you're playing for a Florida team, a pro it's, Florida it's, team. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's you know I wish I wish there was a team from Ohio to say that I was on playing on Ohio team, but. Aftershock's the closest that I can do. Yeah. So <laughs> it's cool to have it's cool to have a home state team. That's for sure. It's it's also nice to only have to drive an hour for practice, an hour and fifteen minutes. So jealous, minutes. dude. So <laughs> jealous. And I complain about it every single weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I uh, I wish you the best of luck at uh, at World Cup, and you know I, I think you're on one of the best programs out there, and you you know you can Appreciate only go it. up from here. Appreciate it, man. It was good talking to you. I'll see you next week. Absolutely, anytime, man. Uh, take care. You too, buddy. All right, see ya. See ya. Thank you so much, Mike, for sitting down with me. I very much appreciate it. Uh, it, It's so cool hearing another person's story that kind of came up playing the same position that I did. You know, the aggressor, the, uh, you know, the the dagger to go kind of weave your way in and, and make as much damage happen as possible. Um, it is, it's, it's very cool to, uh, to hear. So thank you so much, Mike, and, uh, and, and good luck at World Cup. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Dr. Paintball. Make sure you check them out over at drpaintball.com and, uh, and check out all of their new and used gear along with all of the other content that they have on their website. Also to Charm City Paintball, who will be at World Cup um, with some awesome swag. So make sure you check his uh, headbands out. His uh, his head wraps, also the pack bands that uh, that him and I are working on. Um, a big thank you to GI Sports. They'll be a World Cup. They'll be a big old booth at World Cup. Uh, make sure definitely you check out their loader, the LVL loader. Um, I believe Impact uses it. I think that uh, that Seattle Thunder uses it. I know that we use it. I've been extremely happy and impressed with it. So um, you can find all of that over at gisports.com. And last but not least, Planet Eclipse, where they have the uh, the new G-Mech that is coming out. That looks sick. So uh, make sure you head over to planeteclipse.com to check up on all of the updates. And like always, thank you everyone out there listening. Uh, I very much appreciate everybody who uh, who clicks the play button 
and uh, and sits down for a good hour and a half on all these and uh, and listens to uh, to myself and my guests talk. I, I really much appreciate it. Um, and you can find all of these podcasts on Overcast, Stitcher, Google Play Store, um, on the uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, all of the 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 i or the podcast uh, platforms. Make sure you check them out. And if you guys have any kind of comments or any, any you know, anything you want to add, please uh, go over to Carl Markowski, uh, Carl underscore Markowski on Instagram or the Playing on Podcast uh, or Facebook, Carl Microwave Markowski or the Playing on Podcast. I answer both. So um, so make sure that uh, that you guys get your voice heard out there. I'm always looking at my emails and I'm and my uh, messages trying to you know answer them as quickly as possible but really man i i really do appreciate you guys listening um and uh and here this is the last one before world cup i'm gonna do a, a you know three or four over at world cup live uh, i will release the audio you know later on that day maybe i'll even do it later on Maybe after World Cup, but as far as the footage goes, I'll be I'll be filming it live either on YouTube or on Facebook. But I'll let you guys know. Just keep up on the uh, on the social media. But, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you again soon here on the Playing On Podcast. Peace. <laughs>